Hi, and welcome to another edition of What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter, and I got curious because I know, and you probably do know, the lady sitting next to me, State Senator Judy Schwank, the 11th District, right? That's correct, Joe. Thanks for taking the time. I'm thrilled to be here. I appreciate it. I've been watching you, and many have for many years. I've known you over the years. Yes. And two words come to mind, leadership and trailblazer. That's very kind. Thank you. That's I'll very, take it. That's very <laughs> real. And I thought, I need to know more about how you got, where you are, and how this journey started. And just, I know agriculture is very near and dear to you, right? Right, right. And were you the dean of, of agriculture? agriculture and environmental sciences at Delaware Valley College, now Delaware Valley University. Mm-hmm. So. And um, so that's farming. That's right. agriculture. And I'm it's sustainable kid. farming. Right. And now you're a state senator mm-hmm. and very involved in a number of different committees at the state level. But what I see on a personal level is this passion and drive to mentor young girls. Yes, very much so. I I'm see glad you saw that. that. I'm I glad do. you saw that. So first of all, a farmer. I think Farmer Brown, Farmer Joe, you know, and state senator, you're what, less than 10% of the senators are women. That's correct. So there's the trailblazer. How did this come about? It's a lot of serendipity, Joe, and and I would have to say that the thing that maybe distinguishes me more than any other ordinary person, perhaps, is that I've always said yes to opportunities. And that doesn't necessarily distinguish me. I think that's my sort of the, the thing that I did to help me move from, from uh, level to level, so to speak. So, for example, when I was, you know, a student, I volunteered for many different kinds of committees or to take on tasks that a lot of times nobody else would. That's did also you, a secret. Take what everybody else doesn't want to do. Did you ever volunteer and think, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll say yes anyway? Exactly. Okay. If I thought that it was something that needed to be done, Okay. And so I think that sort of I want to do good um, ethos is, is something that's like part of my mm-hmm. central core, mm-hmm. that I, I want to help in some way. Did you grow up on a farm? No, I didn't. I'm a city kid. I'm from Pittsburgh. Oh, originally. you literally are a city kid. I, I didn't really, know you meant In the that. city, in the city. And, um, but I always loved plants, and I oh. loved horticulture. In fact... Um, I took Latin in school as an eighth grader because I Why? knew that would help me. That would help me learn the names oh, of you're right. plants, and right. it did. It that also works. helped improve my vocabulary at so one time. You just put a different slant on on farming for me because I think farming and I think corn and I think wheat and no, you know, horses that. and cows. Mm-hmm. Very different farming. Right. My grandfather was a huckster. So he sold vegetables from the back of a truck, and that just always intrigued me. Yeah? There's just something about growing things and, and seeing something sprout from a seed and that you get a crop. Um, that's just something that I really um, have, have just enjoyed doing. So then sustainability crept in there. Exactly. Right. And mentoring women. So as a state senator... Less than 10% of the Senate body is women. What are some of the challenges you're facing there? Or maybe even, is it, is it beneficial? Well, I think women do make very good uh, policy makers. I really do. One, because they're very collaborative for the most part. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what your political views may right. be. But I think women come, to the pers- come from the perspective of, what can I do to change things? And how do I work with other people? 
to be able to do that. It's not so uh, me-centered. It's more about a team approach to trying to get things done. At least that's what I see. Well, there's, there is a big difference. CNBC just released a report, and it said women make better investors than men. And then if you read on, the reason is men are in there changing it too much. Mm-hmm. They don't settle, right. and therefore that messes up the portfolio. It, it, it takes a toll on the portfolio. So that's just a distinct difference between male and female. Right. And I think the other thing that I see, and this might be somewhat controversial, I think women work harder to make sure that they know the facts before mm. they, they step out and, and take a position or say something, for the most part. Not everybody, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of some examples that don't. <laughs> but for the, for the, it's certainly um, the women that I talk to who are leaders on the municipal level, some of our female mayors and councilwomen and you know, folks on school boards, they're there because, one, they want to make a difference and they want to do the job as best they can so they try to know the facts. Well, on some level, we still have to prove ourselves. Yeah, very much so. And so if you have to prove yourself, then you have to make sure you're more educated so you don't get knocked down. Right, Or, right. or diminished. And the reason is because you're a woman. And I think women sometimes find themselves being talked over. So mm-hmm. if you want to speak with authority, you want, you, that has to come from the heart, right? right. And from the head, right. from understanding you know the facts. And you, I, won't be, I won't be spoken over. I'm going to tell you what. What I think the situation right. is. Right. You Politics, have to be confident in yourself. Well, not all politicians are. No, no. <laughs> it, it's a crazy arena. We all know that. So you were in academia. Right. And you were in agricultural programs and making a big difference. Right. And, and a job I love. impact. Mm-hmm. What, what was it that made you say, okay... Was it that thing about I never pass up an opportunity whether I Part, can Partly or that, not? and my, my husband will say that. I remember you getting that phone call about, you know, Senator Opaque passing away mm-hmm. and, you know, the shock. Yep. Um, he, he was not on the other line. He was just watching me. He said, I, I noticed one thing when they asked you if you would run. You never said no. You, you said, hey, I'm in my best job. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I thought I was out of politics, but I didn't say no which is what he noticed right. about me. And, um, you know, that, again, came by serendipity. Sometimes opportunities come up um, out of tragedy, of course, in the case mm-hmm. of Senator Opaque. Mm-hmm. But for me, the, the real drive to do this was I wanted to be sure that the legacy that he set, the kind of service that he was able to provide in his office, would continue. And that, that's what concerned me. So, so the service The is service issue. and the service to the community and the kind of representation that I thought that Berks County deserved. And that making better commitment, right. you're doing that with yourself. Are you you're pursuing your doctorate? I was. I was doing that when I was dean of agriculture, oh, okay. because okay. really in academia, you really have to have that doctorate degree mm-hmm. to really be um, you know, a part of the, the um, sort of the academic community. So that's why, I, and I was doing that part-time. Is it fair to say you're still learning even though it's not in I'm academia? A lifelong, <laughs> I'm a lifelong learner, and, and I think everybody should be, that you do whatever you can, whether it's formally or informally, to try to improve yourself, to learn something new. And, and that's got to be exciting. To it me, also, it is. It also defers Alzheimer's, I understand. Probably. I, I honestly, but I, I read that, so I keep thinking I want to learn. Just That's that good, helps. because I'm not doing puzzles, so <laughs> that's probably good. Doing something. So along the way, 
whether it was watching your dad be a huckster and growing up in, in Pittsburgh or in college um, or in politics. Is there a common thing you notice or is there something that really struck out and, the, and it changed the course of your life and you went, or, or focused it, maybe didn't change it, but focus it and say, okay, I learned that and I'm going to carry it with me. I believe in transformational experiences where you go through a period of time where you see, I need to grow. I need to change in some way. And each of these different, perhaps, career paths or you know, educational um, thrusts that I undertook were part of, of me changing as a person. It may have been something personal that drove that. It may have been, uh, for example, a divorce um, and being a single mother. And you know, just those life experiences um, really are what drives me. And, and the, the ability to look at other people and say, I know what you're going through. I've been through that too. Compassion. Yeah, that really drives me. I like that you pointed out you know, a difficult life situation. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at it as transformative and growth. Right. Which I'm, is a different spin. I think I, you need to look at it that way. Because once you get through that difficult period, then there's a period of self-awareness mm-hmm. where you really feel mm-hmm. like you got your groove. So right, to speak. right. And what's next? I'm ready for it. I don't want to be a pop psychologist, but these right. are things that I really have found to be true in my life. And, you know, here I am, um, certainly not in the beginning of my career. I, who knows where I go from here in terms mm-hmm. of what I'll do next. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think life experience has taught me so much, and I want to be able to share that with other people. What experience surprised you most in Harrisburg? There's very few of us that get to be, you know, on the floor debating the issues that we all talk about. Is there anything that really surprised you? Well, certainly some good things. There, there, there certainly is bipartisanship. Mm-hmm. Despite the rhetoric that you hear and, you know, some of the fighting words, and the day-to-day experiences working on committees with, you know, uh, people of different political persuasions, the work can get done. It's, That's good it, to hear. It truly can. That is good to hear. It, it can. But I think, too... You know, the, what you see on the federal level, that, that real divide and, yes. and sort of that sense of this is the way I think about it. And if you think differently, you're wrong. That, that is starting to filter or trickle down into state and local politics, too. Oh, so you're saying it was more collaborative on a state level than it was just in Washington. In some ways it still is, but, you know, certainly with this budget impasse that we're talking about right now, it has paralyzed Harrisburg. And I think to a large degree it's ideology rather than just a practical sense of what needs to be done. Well, hopefully we can get more stories of the people who have boots on the ground, so to speak, mm-hmm. and are doing the work, and they're representative of all persuasions. And if you get to know the people and the stories, maybe some of the divisions go away. Exactly. That, am I, if you put yourself in someone else's shoes, yeah. it's easier to understand where they're coming from. And I, and I have to train myself to listen that way, to listen to, to understand somebody whose opinion I, or their view is not right. one that I share, I have to try to understand why they think that way. And that helps me then. And it even helps me in terms of how I speak to them about it. Because you can really shut down any kind of collaboration if the first thing that you say is, you're wrong, and I'll, here's why you're wrong. But you listened. You've got, it's communication. Can that be contagious? I hope so. 
<laughs> I, I hope so. Too. Well, now we know you a little bit better. I did not know you were a city girl. I assumed that you grew up on a farm I know. because our agriculture is so dear the to you. Queen of the farm show. <laughs> and we appreciate it, though. State Senator Judy Schwenk, thank you so much for taking the time with us here at the People Chronicles. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. it. Thank All you right. so much, Joe, for the opportunity. My pleasure. Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.